This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Tell me, tell me, tell me, You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay, and this is a program called... The Wonderful World of Wardini Books. My pleasure, as always, to have in the extremely wonderful Lou from Wardini Books in Havelock North. How are you going, Lou? I'm well. I always think, oh, I should have thought of a, a cleverer reply when you leave me that gap, yes, but right. I never Yes, do. you should, yeah. Maybe work on it for next Maybe week, next please. Week. Some homework for you. Thank Three you. more fabulous books to have a bit of a squeeze at today, and the first one is called Remarkable Animal Stories. Tell us about it. They're remarkable animal stories from New Zealand and Australia, and it's written by Maria Gill, who's a Kiwi, mm. and illustrated by Emma Huya Lovegrove, and it's published by Scholastic New Zealand and Australia, I think. Um, and in this, we have a series of, like Maria says, animal remarkable animal stories, and they're all written in the present tense, and it tells you what is going on with certain animals around the world. Mm. So the first one is Kaharangi, the talking kōkākō. Oh, right, look at that. Yeah. Beautifully illustrated, but you've got a real-life picture of the actual animal that they're talking yes. about. Yes. And in this one, it was a little chick, I think, um, who... Her muscle, yeah, that's it. Her chest and wing muscles were not strong enough to fly, and so she was rescued and taken to Hamilton Zoo. And calls Kaharangi, the Maori word for blue, because they're a bit blue. Mm. And then she goes all over the place, um, and they keep trying to sort of make her go back into the wild, but it doesn't always always go to plan. And um, she learns all sorts of things. They're great mimics, apparently, Kokako. Yes. And. Um, they go, they train her. She doesn't like to be with the other birds. She's got so used to human handlers that she just wants to hang around with humans. And um, she responds to humans really well. So one of the keepers at uh, Pukaha National Wildlife Centre um, notices that visitors often talk to Kaharangi and they teach her things. So now when, whenever people say, you're a beautiful girl, Kaharangi answers with, I know. <laughs> <laughs> So she's rather gorgeous. And then it. you've got Henry, the oldest tuatara in captivity, who became a father at 111. <laughs> what a stud. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're quite gorgeous as well. Barney and Pebbles, the caring wombats. So that's obviously an Australian one. And these people have like a um, Brigitte Stevens uh, in Queensland in Australia. And they've got like a sanctuary for wombats. And there are several houses on the property. And the wombats just come and go as they please. And there's just like wombats all over their furniture <laughs> the whole time. But they're very social, apparently, and quite cuddly. Um, what's another one? Koala in there. Oh, an inky. So in- the inky, oh, the, the octopus, yeah, so yeah, octopus that, yeah. that escaped from Napier, yeah. nas- our National Aquarium, that was inky mark two. Oh, really? Yeah, they had an inky who was a female. It's quite hard to, to sex an octopus, apparently. But they eventually figured out that inky number one was female when she laid some eggs. Um, that didn't go very well. Um, and she died. But Inky 2 is an adventurous octopus. Yeah, and he did. Um, one keeper didn't put the lid back on properly on his tank and he just buggered off. <laughs> and they get through tiny gaps, can't they? Because they? they don't have like a skeletal structure no. or something. So um, what happens all the way through the book is you get these fascinating stories, but you also get, they're quite sad stories, some of them. Like Rob, he was very unlucky in love. Rob. Albatross is supposed to mate for life or <laughs> yes. something. And he, and he had Rob. like three or four oh, and they no. just didn't come didn't back like next year yeah, <laughs> they had several world. divorces <laughs> and then this was lovely migaloo which is an aboriginal um word for it's an albino calf that gets um born a humpback whale mm. and migaloo is the white whale and it is a uh, white fella yeah, <laughs> migaloo um let's remember that uh so there's just all these beautiful stories there's one about far lap 
Yes. I quite liked Little Miss Sunshine, the TV hen. And that's when lo- loads of battery hens were released and, and taken and she became quite the mm. TV star. And they taught her how to do things. And mm. Yeah. Um, so it's beautifully illustrated and there's all the science as well behind what's going on with the, with the animals. There's a conservation message um, and it's very entertaining. And I think you could just give it to kids of probably... You could read it aloud to kids of about four and mm. up, and then kids up to, well, I don't know, 12. Yeah, even mm. I would read it. You and I, yeah. older children. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Very older would children. Would love it. Einstein the <laughs> hugging camel. Oh, look at that. Look at that little pig. Too. Yeah, well, he hugs everything. He hugs ba- baby animals. But what he does as well with the keeper, whenever she's trying to like interact with another um, animal, just goes and like puts his massive <laughs> Uh, it just wants her attention yeah. all the time, so quite adorable. Amazing. Yeah. So what a great book, really like that. It's a good that. book, good book to start with. And our next book is called The Underdogs. Is that someone who sort of comes down from the bottom up and ends up on the top? It's quite, quite a funny story of why they're called The Underdogs, which is good because this is a children's chapter book but with loads of pictures um, all the way through. Mm. So one of the first readers that a really gets idea. kids hooked yes. in, and it's a series, there are two books so far. So this one um, is by Kate and Joel Temple and it, the art is by Shiloh Gordon. And in this one, you've got a little, it's like Dog World or something, um, and Dogtown. Welcome to Dogtown. But there are cats, there are other animals um, noodling around, and everyone seems to get on quite well. Um, but there's the Underdog Detective Agency, mm-hmm. and Barclay is the big German shepherd in charge, quite a nice, <laughs> kind one. And then um, there's a job going, and Fang is a tabby cat, and she has got... Uh, one eye she's obviously been in the wars at some point and she's quite the little thing and she sees that the the job going and she goes and applies for the job and they're like but you're a cat and this is the underdog detective agency she says well you know i can do this and i can do this and i can leap and i can bound and i'm very observant um so she gets the job and she turns up and who's in charge it's carl the chihuahua and he's quite funny because like the phone, Carl, Chihuahua, wearer of Hawaiian shirts, occasional answerer of phones. And when the phone rings, he's terrified. Yeah. He's like, what is that? What is it? What is it? Um, so anyway, there is a cat burglar going around stealing all sorts of things. And there's going to be this big um, auction of like a very beautiful diamond collar. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a film star called Kitty. And she's going to go and, and and she wants to buy this. Um, but the, the cat burglar has a pink scooter and a very stripy tail. And they suspect Kitty because she's got a pink scooter and a stripy tail. But obviously it's not going to yeah, turn right. out to be Kitty, is it? That's right. There's a lot more going on in here. There's a red herring in there. There's a red herring. Yeah. You, see, you see, I was thoroughly engaged all the way through. And um, Fang and Barkley work really well together. And it's quite comedic and quite dry humour. It's mm-hmm. not always stupid humour. Sometimes it is, you know. I think there's probably a fart joke in there yeah. somewhere. <laughs> But the um, the top dogs are the the arch nemesis because yes. they're like the real they look like agents out of the Matrix or something. Yeah. They're like the very professional. I love ones. this. Yeah. Who's going to read that book? Is that a book that kids are going to read, or is that a book that parents are going to read to their children and show the kids the pictures? Both. So I think if you've got a kid who's just starting to read, you could read it together. And it for in independent reading, I would say if you're starting to fly at six or seven, this is for you. Yeah. Yeah. Just really, really lovely chapter book. And the last one uh, might be more up my alley. She's a Killer. She's a Killer by Kirsten McDougall. So this is another New Zealand book. It's published by Victoria University Press. And um, do you recognise those sorts of symbols underneath? 
the word she's a killer we've got a series of yeah well, sort of something to do with, they look like braille oh they look like braille but if i say dots and dashes is that a clue morse code. it's morse code yes. yeah because this is it's sort of set i would think near future mm. or around now and it's an alternative sort of new zealand set mostly in and around wellington where um, climate changes have just become so um, desperate around the world mm. that we're getting wealth UGs, people who are very wealthy and they can afford to move and invest in other countries, and so they're being let in, you know. What a great term, wealth UGs. Wealth UGs, it's happening right is now, that? isn't yes, it? it? You it know, is. Peter Thiel um, springs mm. to mind. Mm. So um, she's absolutely on the nose with um, with uh, current, affen- current affairs, Kirsten McDougall is. So that's what's happening, and it's quite dire for other people. There are food food shortages, food queues, mm. um, wages not very good, um, that kind of thing. And water's rationed, so you only get a lot. You can go on a different water rate. And our hero, Alice, she gets a litre at a time out of the tap, so you can't really have a good shower no, or anything no, like that. <laughs> yes. Um, so Alice is near genius IQ. She's like one point off. So she's super smart. She was going to be a psychologist. She had a minor setback and it just she just then, because of her kind of slightly sociopathic mentality, she just went, oh, well, bugger it. Mm. And she's had this job for about 15 years at the university in, in recruitment and um, recruiting students. And she doesn't like it. She hates it. She thinks all her colleagues are a bit dumb. She doesn't like people. She doesn't like the world. She's um, quite sarcastic about everything. So that's Alice, mm. and um, this wealthy G comes and he says, well, I want to study um, Russian literature. Why aren't you doing more Russian literature? And he's very wealthy, he's very handsome, and he asks her out on a date. They go on this mm. date, and they sort of click. He's got this 15-year-old daughter called Erica, who is a genius, an actual one, <laughs> with the full points. So this is where we're going. And Alice lives in a two-storey house where the, the stairs, there used to be stairs between the two floors, and it's been sort of blo- blocked off. Her mother lives upstairs, she lives downstairs, and they haven't spoken for years. They communicate in Morse code, All which right. is why yeah. we've got the code yes. on the front there. So this is how bizarre Alice's life is. And then Erica moves in, and everything just completely turns to custard for Alice. She's being sort of shunted in all different ways, that she kind of wants to be shunted in. Mm. And it's a bit of an eco-drama. So there is so much going on that it's hard to describe the plot without spoiling things. Um, Alice also has a best friend called Amy, who is going off to live in like one of these gated communes where they're going to live off the land. They're going to retreat to the country for the sake of the children. But you've got to be wealthy to do that too. Mm. So it really is about the divide between the rich and the poor and how that's just getting wider and wider. And then um, Alice's bizarre psychology and bizarre life, which makes it really funny mm. as well. So is it almost a bit Orwellian? Because that, that book yeah. came true, didn't it? This book could come true. It feels like it, actually. It yeah, does, yeah, I was sort of writing um, a review of it earlier on. And it was like, you know, a couple of years ago, this would have seemed post you know apocalyptic yeah, yeah. now it just feels yeah, kind sort of, of normal. sounds like it might have been far-fetched a while ago but yeah. now i think yeah that's now right it's on not. the button yeah so well done kirsten mcdougall it's addressing the uh issues of the day for sure absolutely right and if you want any of these fabulous books there's only two places to get them yeah <laughs> wardini books have lots <laughs> that's right wardini books napier good on you lou as always my pleasure you look after yourself we'll talk to the same time same place next time cool thanks ken
This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.